This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of The Podcast. I am here once again and always again and brought to you by PoppyApparel.com. If you want to buy something nice for your woman friend or your wife or your sister or your cousin or your aunt or your grandmother or your mother or your mother-in-law or your sister-in-law, so forth and so on, go to poppyapparel.com. They got everything for everybody, every shape and size, doesn't matter. They also sell accessories. And because you listen to the show, I have a promo code for you, which is the podcast with a capital D. Enter it before you click to pay. And it's free shipping worldwide, obviously. So that's a good thing for the international listeners that I have. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Fingastyles, F-I-N-G-A-S-T-Y-L-Z on Twitter, Instagram. That's pretty much all I use. That's all I like to use. It's plain and simple. You could also follow Master P at the podcast dap at G. Actually, I was going to say the the fucking, what's I'm going to call it? The email account. Okay, you know what? Two in one. The podcast dap is Twitter, the podcast dap at gmail.com is the email if you want to reach us there as well. I have a special guest this week, but before I get into that, and while I try and dial them in, here's a little something something from my good friend at Got Till Five. If you like pro wrestling, unusual humor, and the number five, we're the podcast for you. We document our top five favorite things from all aspects of pro wrestling, as well as regular interviews from top talents in the British wrestling scene. Come join us on our journey by subscribing to Got Till Five on iTunes, Spotify, or find us on gottillfive.com. That's Got Till Five. Got Till Five. Got Till Five. Join us! All right, guys, I'm back, and as promised, I have my very special guest. Obviously, you guys saw in the description who it is, but I didn't say it in my little intro there, plugging my shit. But he is from Brooklyn, originally. He has been on Conan. He has been on The Ferguson Show. He has been on Gothic Comedy Live. He has also been on Late Night with Conan, so both renditions of Conan. He's also done Commodore Century plenty of times. He's also done acting roles on such shows as Made Men, Bones, Castle, 
the middle, Super Donuts, I'm dying up here, and two of my favorites of all time, Shameless and Dexter, and along with my wife's favorite, Grey's Anatomy. And the reason why I have him on the show mostly is because of this role that he did, because he is actually a voice actor in my favorite video game, Grand Theft Auto V. Ladies and gentlemen, oh I'll give to you Mr. Brian Scolaro. <laughs> I don't know if that was that makes you special, but uh, the, Grand, the Grand Theft Auto Five. I've never seen the game. So I, but I, what? But I played a. I played like the introductory character, like some fat guy driving a car. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I haven't seen it, so I don't even know what it, what it, what it's like. Well, what role did you actually play? Because I tried to look it up. I mean, and... It was years ago. I'm, t- I t- I was, I'm the guy who was like there in tutorials. I'm the first friend you make. So you're that black guy know. with the afro? Uh, I know. I thought it was a big fat white guy. Hmm. Listen, I was there for three weeks. I know they used it. <laughs> okay, okay. It took you three weeks, eh? Wow. Yeah, they 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 wanted me. They they wanted something realistic. Okay. So we recorded all this tutorial stuff. Right. And then I had. They wanted me to like be in car accidents, and they made me throw myself against the wall. Oh shit! I, was like, I could just I could just pretend. Right. They're like, no, no, we want you to throw yourself. So literally, I got so much damage. I was throwing myself into the table, into the wall. I was punching myself in the face. It was crazy. Oh, my God. It was a good, was a good three weeks' work, though. Well, I heard Rockstar goes all out when it comes to their production values, but I didn't think they went that far, even with the voice acting. Wow. Uh, wait, wait, which, one, which one is it? This is Grand Theft Auto? Yes. Or, Grand- yeah, I'm, talking, I'm talking about Need for Speed. Grand oh, Theft Auto, I played, I played a couple people on the street. That was just like a... That was just like a day. Oh, I see. No. I played, yeah, I played a guy in the street. Okay, got you, like, got you. That's where I guess where we... guy or something when you almost run over a surfer guy and then I played like a business guy. <laughs> played so people on the street. Oh, was, I, I, I don't even remember. I was pretty stumped. Oh, that's, well, that's pretty cool. Well, what, yeah, what, I guess. You also do stand-up comedy, obviously. Well, I would yeah. assume that you're mostly known for your stand-up routines, correct? I have not, I don't think I'm mostly known at all. Oh, come on. You're verified on Twitter. you got to be known for something. Uh, my, my cat's verified on Twitter. <laughs> I, 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 it depends. I never, people recognize me, and it's always something different, you know. I got recognized for my stand-up the other day in a bar. Right. So I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, most people just like, oh, I, I know you from somewhere. Well, it's true, because when I first saw you online, and then you started following me, I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. And then I Googled you, and yes, I knew you from that episode of Dexter, that you were behind the actor who played Dexter. And Well, yeah, but I still, like, but, well, the picture I saw online of you was when you were younger. It wasn't when what you look now, right? So when, you, I guess, you first started right, yeah, acting? No, I hate that guy. <laughs> so I guess you ballooned out a bit. Yeah, I know. It was a bit, you know what's weird is that in that episode of Dexter, right? There was a they they call me fat in the episode, oh but I wasn't God. even fat. <laughs> now I'm fucking fat. Well, oh, I'm, when I shot Dexter, I wasn't fat. But the funny thing was during the audition, right. the, the, all the lines were there. Uh, the fat line was blacked out, so you couldn't see it. Oh shit! And so when I got the part, I was like, then the line was was available, and I was like, right. they call me fat. They hid the fact they called me fat, which I thought was funny. Oh, my goodness. Well, they say the camera adds 10 pounds, right? So. Yeah, I saw you saying I was fat. Good to know. Well, you do... That was a lot of fun, man. He was very nice, that guy. You also have three, 
I guess three albums that you plug that are uh, available on iTunes and some are on Spotify and Amazon. You have uh, yeah, they're on uh, Amazon uh, and uh, Google Play and iTunes, uh, Spotify, and some other shit that old men like me have no idea what it is. <laughs> All right, well, I'll name yeah. off the 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 specials you have here. You got sneezes, farts, and orgasms. Just, yeah, that was fun. Just there alone, I had to listen to that one. So, props to you for, for yeah, that. I like I like that one. The next one is see that one Mysterious Parts of Orgasms is all is about half stand up and half sketch yes I noticed that and then the, the one after that Live at the Comedy Castle yes is all stand up correct and then the one after that Stupid Time is all sketch see I, I didn't get and to Stupid Time I didn't have enough time to go through your whole catalog I apologize Stupid Time is, who cares Stupid <laughs> Time is a, is a good one to listen to if you're getting stoned and you're driving right. really far like across I give a four-hour drive. Oh. Uh, stupid time's a lot of fun for that. A lot of shit jokes and penis jokes. Oh, perfect. Well, speaking of sketches, you also do a podcast perfect. that's all sketch, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like... Everybody seems to have a podcast. You have one. <laughs> My cat has one. That's why she got verified. <laughs> I, like, I was like, if, I, if I'm going to do a podcast, I'm going right. to do... I want to do content because I figured, how could I stand out from everyone else's podcast? Correct. So I just yeah. did all content, like all skits and stuff. You know, nobody fucking listens to it, but I work hard at it. Well, it, well, I could tell. Like even your promos at the beginning, when you have your so-called promos, those things are, are a blast. I love listening to that part, especially. Thanks, man. So yeah, Thank you, you you are doing something good. But who am I to say it otherwise? But uh, the other thing I'm interested about was oh. Again, I'm verified like your cat, so... No, I'm not even verified. Your cat's more important than me. <laughs> Anyways, back to your comedy. You, uh, how was doing Conan? How was he? Uh, Conan is really awesome. He's just a great guy. Yeah, that's what I always and say. I always like... You can see how great a guy is. Remember when he had the Tonight Show and he lost it? Right. And he had he had that final speech. Mm-hmm. In, his, in his speech, he shows you how good of a guy he was. True. He, he wasn't... He was more worried about everyone else that looked up to him gotcha, than himself yeah. and he said he goes if, if for all those people out there who feel disheartened by this and think that nothing can come from you know that they feel like the world is set up and unfair right he goes and you don't want to try he goes don't he's like continue to try he's like I am living proof that if you work hard every day and are nice to people things will work out I thought that was great and it shows I that was really great so, somebody going through one of the worst times of their life to think yeah. of everybody else. Of course. And he was so nice to me. The weird thing is, when I first did the first show, Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Right, okay. Uh, two, two floors up, uh, his, front, his friend Tim Russert was a, um, like a news, I guess a political uh, correspondent in a way, like he would run a roundtable discussion. Okay. So Tim Russert was from Boston, Conan was from Boston, so every day they had lunch together. In the, in the NBC commissary in New York. Mm-hmm. And they were so close that Tim Russert's son was Conan O'Brien's assistant. Oh, wow. So anyway, so I show up. Okay. And normally when you do a talk show, they take you out on the floor, show you where to stand. Mm. They, introduce, they introduce you to the sound guy. All right. The sound guy, you can tell the sound guy things like, hey, by the way, I'm going to make a loud noise here, but then it gets then it get quiet again. So stuff like that. But they don't, they don't show me the sound. And all of a sudden, the theme song starts. Oh, shit. And Conan comes out, and he's right. almost he's basically crying. Oh. And he says, uh, my friend Tim Russert died today. Oh, no. He was a friend of the show. Okay. And you can feel the whole audience just feels like they came on a bad day. Right. And then he starts showing 
it was very somber. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I'm like, what a day to be on the show. So then they call then they call me out to do my act. It mm-hmm. takes a while for the crowd to get good. Because I don't think they laughed most of the show. They were like, they felt they were like these tourists. They felt awkward. Right, right. And then then it ended fine. And then the best part is I go to the chairs and Conan's there, and I'm in a great mood because I just did well. Right. And uh, Conan, and so then the band is playing, dun, 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 <laughs> and Conan leans over to me. And I'm like, oh, this is what they talk about. You always wonder what talk show people oh, talk about when right. the band's playing. Yeah. And he leans over to me and he goes, you know, you think 40 is a good age. And then when you get there and your friends start dying, they oh. realize, oh my God. So then I go, yeah, well, uh, I'll be 40 next year. Sure. And then Theo Healy sitting next to me, he goes, he goes, yeah, I'm there now. <laughs> So we're all depressed, thinking about death. Oh my Just as really, it was a really surreal moment, and oh. it was not. It was not, then he looks over, just like him. He looks right. over to me, Dilly, and he goes, "I'm very sorry, guys. Because I'm sorry you came tonight." Right. And I don't, I don't think Dilly Healy had a great uh, interview, and uh, Michael Strathman was out there and didn't have a really great interview. Right, right. And I didn't get like a laugh till about two minutes in. Okay. And of course, the sound guy's fucking up my sound because I didn't get a chance to meet him. Right. So it was not, it was not the first appearance you wanted. So cut to, I don't know, a few years later, mm-hmm. I do the other show, right. and I, I finish. It goes well. Conan okay. comes up to me, and while this time while the band's playing, I go, "Hey, you know, I, the last time I saw you, and I tell him the story, and he gets sad again. <laughs> I made him sad again. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the last time I saw you was one day your, your friend, your friend passed away. Right. Oh my God, that was you! And I, <laughs> and I, I made him say it again. Am I great? Oh my God! Well, at least you know what you—you—you you, you literally gave him a memory burn, Dono, for the rest of his life. He'll yeah, always yeah, remember exactly. you. So good or bad, I you're mean, in his he memory. Yeah, he, he was very nice. I hear that he said I was old school, which okay, is weird because in my mind I'm not old school. And I guess on that show they get a lot of like younger uh, alt alternative comedians, right? And so he was uh, happy to have somebody going up there doing like. I don't know, whatever the hell is, whatever the hell I do. Like, I guess, OG comedian stand-up sh- type shit. Yeah, right? but I didn't really, I, I never thought of it as OG, but I guess <laughs> on his show it is. You know? Well, the way I, like, obviously, what you talk about in your stand-ups is not, like, old school. It's what's going on in today's society and whatnot and your experiences. But I think it's more your delivery and your voice. You have that, like, that old... That's what I'm saying. Like, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. See, now, like, George, I always liked George Carlin. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm guessing George Carlin was big in Canada, was he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Of course he was. This is not, nobody in Europe knows him. Are you but serious? George Carlin, yeah, they, oh, they wow. don't know him in Europe. Okay. Which is crazy. They're, they're is. missing out. They think, so anyway, George Carlin always had different voices and act-outs in his written material. Right. And when you watch a lot of people doing these five-minute sets on Conan or Colbert or whatever, mm-hmm. they're all just standing still, saying a line, standing still, saying a line. Right. Set up, punch, set up, punch. And there's nothing wrong with that. That works very good on those five-minute formats. Yeah. But what I was doing was an older style, I guess, which is old now, which is like act-outs and voices and noises. Gotcha. And that's not really uh, that 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 looks kind of strange in a five-minute form in a five-minute piece on the talk show. But that's what I do. And that's what I like. I like I like when you're on stage. It's so much more than writing. True. You know, and a lot of people really uh, nowadays, like John Mulaney and everybody, they do great mm-hmm. writing. Yeah, yeah. I also, I like the I like the performance aspect of it as well. There's performance there, not just 
not just uh, writing and delivering. Gotcha. Me, well, I also see a lot of, uh, I don't mean to bring up a sore subject, but a lot of Bill Cosby influence as well. Was he... Yeah, well, not, it, it, that's very interesting you said that. Yeah, because I, when I started, like, well, when I grew up, my favorite comics were Bill Cosby and George Collins. Oh, there you go. I saw Cosby at Harris in Atlantic City, and I thought he was fucking awesome. Okay. I was 14. Right. And he was making me laugh as hard, as hard as an old man laughed who was sitting behind me. I'll never forget it. Right. And even as a kid, I was like, how is this guy making everybody laugh? Mm -hmm. You know? And then I saw Carlin that same year in Long Island. Okay. And he was dangerous and fun and brilliant. And I kind of feel like a much less ver funnier version, a much less funnier version of the combination of those two guys. You know what I mean? Well, you could really hold your like own. Well, that's true. Like, I, I own actually one of Bill Cosby's. I think it was the 1979 one in that theater with uh, obviously no swearing because he didn't swear. But I can't remember what that yeah. one was called. But I still have that one on DVD somewhere. And yeah, I couldn't stop laughing. It was just because I, I never watched it yeah. before. And I should have watched it because I'm actually I'm going to be hitting 40s in, next year. So I'm at that age group where I should have grown up with him. All I knew him from was yeah. the Cosby show, really. Yeah. I didn't even know he, he did stand up until I got much older. Uh, of course. Like until until it came out, until it came out widely known what he did. Yeah. There was a there was a comedy Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Everybody was in everybody was in agreement that it would have been Prior, Carlin, Lenny Bruce, and Bill Cosby. There you go. Everybody was in agreement. Right. And now we almost have to pretend that he wasn't a comedic genius because it's out of respect for uh, the victims. Well, you know, that, like, I actually want to bring that up. Right? How how do you feel like even with are, are you a, a big sports guy as well? No. Okay. Well, okay. I'm a big sports guy, so I could relate with sports. But with all these like sports athletes who get into trouble, like that uh, abuse uh, women and abuse drugs and everything, and then also in Bill Cosby's case, all that stuff. Can you really separate the man from the performer? I can, but I don't oh. think anyone else can. Okay. Uh, well, I can because uh, when I'm sitting there watching a Cosby show, I'll either laugh or not laugh. Gotcha. But I, it doesn't mean that I don't, like, if he was here now, uh, it would be very strange. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I don't, what he did, what he did was bad. Yeah, of course. And what these football guys do is, when these women date, like, my neighbor dates a really muscular guy who's famous on Instagram for his muscles. Gotcha. Okay. And I'm like... And I'm like, okay, I, I understand what you're attracted to, but the minute you guys argue, aren't you going to be fucking scared shitless? I know, right? This guy can pick you up and throw you through a window easily. I you know. know. So it's like, date a small, fat guy. <laughs> date a small, fat comic, for God's sakes. They'll keep you warm at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll feel... Like this guy, I, I just don't see what the attraction is. If you date a... A big muscular guy's gonna beat the shit out of you one day. Yeah, I always that's found my, out too. I, I never really understood that because well, I, I guess it's different for men too. Because as a man, I don't find uh, muscular women attractive, but that's just me. Uh, you don't, not at all. Oh, and, and the Cosby thing. Listen, I'm all for him being punished. Oh, it okay. Like, oh, of course. I mean, when I say I can separate them, it means I can still watch his old act. Is what I'm saying. Like I can watch a Polanski movie and not judge him for what he did. Right. You know, uh, that's, uh, like people don't like Chevy Chase. They say Chevy Chase is being the people. Oh, yeah. I can still watch his performance. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I'm just that way. I'm, I can separate the two. 
Well, I guess the same thing in the sports world for me with boxing, Floyd Mayweather. He's like, he's a known woman beater, allegedly. Sorry, I shouldn't say known. I don't want to get sued. Allegedly woman beater. But yet he still almost touted the greatest of all time next to Muhammad Ali, pound for pound. So it's like, I know. What can you do? Yeah, but it's kind of weird because if they keep working, then it becomes awkward. I think so, Only right? Plan. Yeah, if they keep working, then it's awkward. But okay. it doesn't mean I can't still listen to the old Bill Cosby albums. Then, well, and the other thing, too, is that how many people has Bill Cosby influenced? So now all these other people, including yourself, has to stop the way they, uh, I guess, put out yeah, their comedy? Yeah, like, the I don't think that's it. I think that they go they go very far and they take the shows off the air. I know, uh, right? I, and so I, I understand that. Oh. It is, it does look like if they continue to air the Cosby show, it looks like they're encouraging that. Yes, and supporting him, uh, exactly. Yeah, but if I have a Cosby Show DVD and I'm watching it, I'm not supporting it. I already bought it a long time ago and now I'm watching something. You know what? That's a but good case. I don't think he should keep working, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I, don't, I, I guess he shouldn't keep working. I think I think that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it right there on the on the head. If you've already bought it in the past before he did what he did or before it was known to, to the public, then yeah, you could keep yeah. on doing it. But you shouldn't be able to do it afterwards too, and especially right. if if you're caught red-handed, so to speak. So yeah, I think people forgive Polanski because mm-hmm. of what happened to his wife and kid. Oh, you know? okay, yeah, yeah. That's why I think that maybe nobody really goes after him. You know, like well. Charles Manson killed his wife and unborn baby. Yeah. Uh, all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that that's why I forgive him for what he did. Yeah, you never know, right? Fuck knows. And time, uh, time uh, heals all wounds, so to speak. So yeah. that's the other thing. Okay, well, I got... How's Toronto? Toronto is... Actually, it's, it's a bit hot this year. We're getting a lot of hot uh, temperature. But it's actually going to be better because, like myself, you like to partake and dabble in the cannabis. So... Not right now. <laughs> good for you if if i was outside i would be doing it but my wife would kill me it's no smoking in the studio sorry but um <laughs> sorry do you want oh your studio is in your house yes my studio is in my basement that's why so there's no smoking in the house she, she's made that clear i hate i hate women do that can't can't the bacon i smoke in the basement well here's the I thing though rises the reason why oh yeah yeah that's a good point too the reason why i bring it up then why toronto is going to be good is that it's been legalized for recreational use in all of Canada. So come October, you're going to be seeing little shops pop up that are actually legally run. Because we have dispensaries now, but I don't know how the fuck they get away with it. But they get away with it because it's not really legal yet. So once the... the is that, yeah. yeah. As an so, American who performs in Canada, oh, I will tell you, it's one of the places I worry the least about <laughs> smoking weed right on the fucking street. It's so when true. When I land in Canada... It takes me five minutes to get weed. <laughs> five minutes to get weed. The, I was, the pilot has it when I'm coming down the aisle. Sounds like we're Jamaica hey, now. <laughs> What's that? That's how, it, that's how it is when I go to Jamaica, because that's the main reason why I, I, I like to fly to Jamaica, because it's the same shit. But I, I don't know what's like that here. Yeah, everywhere, wherever I go in Canada, I can get weed really fast. Really, compare, really fast compared to America. In America, I got to arrange it. Canada, I can get it like five minutes after I land. It's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. So, have you ever performed in Toronto? Well, I performed in Toronto. Oh, nice. My joke with uh, Toronto is okay. the First Nations name for um, women with headphones who don't make eye contact. Oh, All wow. I know is that every I was walking around the street wow. and every woman had headphones in, and 
Sean Preston T. Yeah. I was a big fan of John Candy, and he's from oh, Toronto. Yeah, of course. So I did, a, I did a radio interview, and I mentioned how the guy was kind of dismissive of me until I mentioned how much I love John Candy. <laughs> and he turned out to be one. He turned out to be John Candy's friend. Oh, there you so go. So we talked about him for two hours instead of promoting my show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing with, I guess, Toronto as a whole. Like, I guess you, you can't, I guess, put us all in the same bubble. But yeah, Toronto's known to be one of those snobby cities where, yeah, the women look fine, the guys look all tanned and buff too, but we're all a bunch of fucking snobs. That's the problem here. It was, it was, it was a little weird. I'm not saying it was snobby. It, it felt like they it, like it, it was. It felt like it wanted to be in New York, and it thought that people in New York were rude. But people in New York aren't rude. Thank you. But it seemed like Toronto was emulating itself as the New York of Canada, which is a good thing to, to be. But they had a snobby attitude, which doesn't exist in New York. New Yorkers will, uh, New, York, New Yorkers are a little more direct and honest, but it doesn't mean we're, we're uh, rude, you know what I mean? Well, it's true. Like, I'm going to get a lot of slack for this because I was born and raised in Toronto, but I've been to New York and I spent a week, like, literally in Manhattan, two blocks away from fucking uh, Times Square. And yeah. best time of my life. I, like, no one yeah. was rude. Well, Everyone they, was willing to help. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I love New York. And I'm not saying Toronto's rude. I'm just saying it, it seemed like it was New York, but it was missing a big personality trait of New York. Well, it's I'll true. give you an example. The, you know, in a... In a Canada, mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll take a headlining comic and have him MC. Really? In America, we don't do that. We have oh. the, the, the night builds. It's like the MC is okay, the opening act is better, and the headliner is the best of the three. Makes sense. In Canada, they bookend it. They have the headliner. They have a, they have, they have a headliner MC, mm-hmm. and they have the opening opening act, which is okay, and then the, head, the, the other headliner goes up. So they bookend it as opposed to building. Now. They gave me an MC who I guess was a big deal in Toronto. Mm. He asked me what I wanted him to say before he brought me on stage. Right. So I, I had a piece of paper and I wrote down 10 TV shows I was on. Okay. And I said, I, said, I don't know uh, which shows have aired here and which shows haven't. Makes so sense. please just say a couple of them that you think. Mm-hmm. So he said, sure. So he went on stage and then he purposely read oh, the no. show's that uh, that didn't air in Canada. What a prick. And then he said, but those shows never aired here, so who gives a shit? And he brought me on stage. <laughs> so he, he insulted me wow. and made a joke out of me before bringing me on every night. That's, and I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. You know, he, and I asked him not to do that, and he did it again. Oh. He purposely kept choosing shows that never aired. I had Mad Men. He didn't mention Mad Men. Oh, sorry. Oh, you know why? Be- because I'm not a fan of Mad Men. I tried to mention the stuff that I watched, so then I could actually talk about it. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Whatever. Well, well, it's Grey's Anatomy. He didn't mention that show. Yeah. He didn't mention any shows that aired in Canada purposely. Okay. So yeah. that he can make it seem like, fuck America. You know what I mean? Oh, one of those. Like, somehow I represent all of America. I, know, I hate that too, right? Just because you're from no, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's dumb. But hey, that was the only time a Canadian comedian was ever rude to me. And, uh, 23 years. Yeah, we're, we're usually, I'm not saying I'm a comedian, but I'm saying as general people, we're usually very polite and very courteous. But yeah, it's just, just something about the downtown core. That's what I find, really. It's more like, but then again, if you're in a core group of nice people, they're all nice to each other, obviously, right? But it's one yeah, of those yeah. things where the, we always make a, a running joke where you could see someone getting stabbed in the middle of the street and no one would call 911 and just keep walking as if it was normal. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. Torontonians are, unfortunately. 
Yeah, and uh, that guy later moved to Los Angeles oh. and contact and contacted me for help to get off stage. Uh-huh. And I just I just said, sure, I'll help you. And I never did. Good for you. Payback's <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> I, got, I got your back, asshole. Now you know what it's like to, fl- to pay for a flight and, not, and then land and be insulted. Now you know. Thank you. And, and that's the other thing. You came from afar to... To perform yeah. here, it's not like you're some local that okay, I'll get a, I'll get another shot again next week. You know what I mean? This is like first impression yeah. where you could keep coming back and make more money in the future. Yeah, yeah. that's sad. So yeah, I had to like work my ass off for the first ten minutes because the guy uh, insulted me in the crowd. You know, treated me as a joke. As a, well, it doesn't matter. But right. I did see a girl get hit by a car in Toronto. So it's funny you should mention the nine one one thing. Oh shit! And literally one guy <laughs> stood in the street and blocked her body as the cars went by. Let's see, like. Yep. One guy. That's how it is. Nobody, yeah. nobody stopped to help. She was uh, unconscious and bleeding. Right. And it was looked pretty bad. And uh, everybody just kept walking by. Yeah. I stayed and watched for a while. <laughs> you should have filmed it and put I, it on World Star. Well, listen, I don't even. I don't know if it's nine one one. My phone. I didn't have my phone. Was on international. Right. So I asked the person next to me if they called, and oh, she okay. was like, "Yeah." So I was like, "All right," but everyone else, nobody else. Toronto was ranging. They just left this woman in the street. Yeah, it is pretty fucked up because actually, speaking of someone getting hit by a car, it happened once. And they always say accidents happen close to your home. Thank God, like, I don't know. It, we were all, me and my wife were coming home from work one day and we were almost T-boned at an intersection to come into our cul-de-sac, right? So wow. uh, the car in front of us got T-boned and we saw the whole thing. And the guy ran right through a red. I don't know what the fuck this guy was thinking. Wow. He went right through a red, didn't even slow down nothing and T-boned the poor other man. He was an older gentleman too, must have been in his 60s or 70s, and literally did a 360 spun out and hit the curb. I told my wife, like, stop. Like, I don't know, my instincts took over. I, this is like literally the first time where anything that major, other than happening to myself, has happened in front of me, right? So I don't know how, like, I, you never, everyone says they want to be the hero, but you never know how you're going to act until you're in that situation, right? So, so then I told her, stop the car, I'm going to get out and go check because I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm certified in fucking first aid training because of my job. So I'm like, if I could even help him for a little bit until the paramedics come, I've done my job as a good Samaritan, right? So she pulls over, right. and my wife, thinking of me, is like, no, no, don't go. What if something this? I'm like, don't worry. The car's not going to explode. It's all good. I'm just going to go. We're good. So I go, and luckily, it was by a swimming pool. So real certified people came, like the lifeguards and shit, and then they ended up tending to them. But yeah, in, other, and in any other situation, that poor man would have just been there. And I saw the guy. Luckily, the airbags exploded. He had a newer car, so he was fine. He was all cushioned inside. But you should have seen his face. It was like he almost died, so he was in complete shock. He was just staring at me and as if I wasn't there, and I'm talking to him and trying to get a reaction. But other people have just left it and gone on their way. Wow. That's so interesting. I wonder, why is that about Toronto? I, I really... I harp on this all the time on my show. I always say it's the millennials, but it's not the millennials. It's social media. We are fucking social media whores. I agree. Toronto actually ranks up there as one of the most used social media cities in the world. We love Instagram. We don't really use Twitter, but we love Instagram, Facebook, and I can't remember the third one. There's another one we're huge on. So we're always on our phones constantly watching what other people are doing. Like someone else has said it, because I don't want to take credit for this saying, that everyone lives their lives through their phones now. Like, the phone is your screen. It's your fucking filter to the real world now. Because everyone's taking a picture, posting it. It's fucked. And people in the, people always ask me, how did America get to having Trump as a president? <laughs> and I believe that <laughs> even Obama and Trump 
are yeah. creations of a universe that was created by social media. Oh. Like the PC movement is so social media. Oh, of course it is. You know, so and that's what created. That's what got Obama in there, and that's what got Trump in there. Right. You know, so it's um, like where we are now is a direct result of of the meanness and uh, arrogance of Thank you. social media. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's really arrogant on there. <laughs> like, there's no. They all started with YouTube comments. When I saw YouTube comments in 2003, right. I was, I was like, they have to get rid of this. I was like, this, this is really horribly mean. You know, they, they, we can't. And they were like, well, that's what makes people go back. And I was like, well, that's really gonna. And I was right. It really, the YouTube comments basically carried over to Twitter and yeah. other social media stuff where people started being mean to each other. Mm-hmm. There's no accountability. I know. At least that's why kids don't like Facebook because they can't attack each other on Facebook. Ah, you know what I mean? right. Because gotcha. there's, there's your, your picture's there, your face is there, your fucking information's there. <laughs> you know, know it, so that, that and that's why the kids don't like it. But I don't know. It's the universe now. But also, kids don't seem to be hurt by the the meanness of social media. Yeah, not but so they, much anymore. Yeah, you're right. No, but but the old people like me, we still get fucking hurt really easily. That's because we still under the impression that it's all personal. Because growing up in our era, because like I said, I'm, you're in your mid forties, I'm in my late thirties, so kind of grew up in a, almost the same era. Growing up, we didn't yeah. have. If you had a problem with someone, you would fucking tell them. So you would know when you have a problem on social. So yeah. you know it's personal all the fucking time. So we carried it yeah. over into social media, thinking that a stranger is doing it personally too. When in fact, if it wasn't you that he was a fucking creeping on, it would be someone else instead. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah, and so it's just there for. Oh like a 9/11, yes, a 9/11 video that on aspect. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Literally, the first a guy falls out of a window and dies. Yeah. And the first comment on the video is "splat." Fuck off. And, like, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's not right. And they have they have a phone call from a guy in the building, right? Who's crying, uh, asking 911 uh, what floor the firefighters are on because they can't breathe. And then you hear the building collapse and the guy dies oh. when he's on the phone. And the first comments are, good, that guy deserved to die. He was crying like a bitch. Holy That's shit. up there for the rest of eternity. Yeah. That's why I, 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 that's why I don't like social media, man. It's just, it's part of the job and we have to use it. And there's some great things. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. You get reacquainted with people a long time ago. Right. promote things. But I mean, this whole... Wow, this, this the whole meanness of it, and also the damage they're doing to other races. Yeah. I mean, now there's videos going on, and there's people like, uh, like just attacking Muslims on buses in New York. I saw that today. I'm like, wow. And uh, I remember holding a door open for a young girl at a movie theater. Right. And she said, "What's that? Some patriarchal shit?" Oh my god! They got really mad at me. You see, the door open. that was one of my rants. Uh, that happened to me actually. A chick I used to work with, I tried to hold the door open, and she gave me that that look, like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I had to get my own door, and it's like I'm just being polite. I would have held it open if you were a fucking guy. Relax. Exactly. I would you know have held it open no matter who you were. Exa- thank you. I, I, that's just the way I'm built. <laughs> fuck. And that's and so that all comes from okay, fuck men, fuck white men type of thing. Yeah. All from social media. It's just uh, it sucks. No, anyway, that's depressing. I ran out of cigarettes, so let's talk about something else. <laughs> well, what we were originally talking about, I don't know how we went on, onto this whole, oh, it's because Torontonians are fucking snobbish. Uh, well, uh, what do you no, think? I, I want, I, listen, I'm sure you have a lot of friends in Toronto. I want to make it clear, I like Toronto. 
Oh, of course. So do I. I haven't been back because the club, the club didn't pay enough. Oh, there you go. Because I was eating at A&W every night because that was the only place that was open when I got off work. Okay, yeah. And that's, expen- that's expensive shit in Toronto. Yeah, it is. So pretty much, <laughs> like, the plane ticket and the A&W really cleared me out. <laughs> okay, well, what we were talking about before. That's the main reason I'm back. Uh, the cannabis. How do you rank our cannabis here in Canada compared to, I guess, there in California? It's fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I just want everybody to know around the world we have good cannabis. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. And I think, and something also interesting about Canada I love, mm. I've only been heckled once in Canada. Really? In 20 to 23 years, and it was by an American. <laughs> go figure. Yeah, I fucking love performing in Canada. You know I what? love it. I hear it's that over like and over, they, yeah. Yeah, it's so awesome. Uh, Vancouver, uh, Ottawa. Right. Fucking just terrific, terrific places, you know. I can't remember the other places I played. <laughs> I was a little stunned. Ed- Edmonton. Edmonton, that's a big one. Calgary yeah. was a little weird. Calgary is almost like a, like a, a Cal- like, like the Texas. Texas, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is our Texas. There are a lot of, I guess, like the Texans, gay, uh, steers and queers out there. So that's what we got. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that there. Yeah. Um, but it was, I had... Um, I love performing in Canada. It's one of my favorite places to perform. Oh, that's good to hear. Well, you just redeemed yourself because now at least the, <laughs> the rest of Canada likes you now. Maybe Torontonians not so much, but it's okay. You haven't I been like here in Toronto. a while. I have not been back to Toronto because they didn't pay enough. <laughs> and the girls wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> well, that's why you got to see. That's where you have to use technology and up your, your Tinder game. Because like I'm I said, not, yeah. there's a lot of good looking women out there in Toronto. I'm so. not on Tinder. Women swipe left on my face in person. <laughs> Hey, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Yeah, but other fat people. That's not <laughs> fat on fat sex does not work. Oh my god. The ships everywhere. Fuck, I don't even know what to lead that into after that. But well, okay. Well, speaking of hey. potato chips, what what is your go to uh, munchie? Oh man, now we get into a personal area. Here we go. Okay, after a nice fat joint and you're unwinding at home watching one of your favorite TV shows, what what do you eat? Pasta. Fuck I'm off. Italian. Oh, there you go. You're Italian. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's what I do. I get a fucking... I, I, that's... But at least twice a week, maybe three times a week, <laughs> I'm putting pasta inside me. Okay, what type uh, of pasta? Best. What What's your go-to? Well, I like rotelli. Okay. I like that. That's I'm going to get a second dish tomorrow. It's a very exciting time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very fat. Wow. Well, at least you own it. I guess that's a good thing. Well, I mean, I, 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 I don't want to be one of those fat people in denial, you know? Well, yeah. Well, again, like, going back gonna, to social media, yeah. you see them all the but time. That, the people on social media, you, I'm sorry to say, you see them all the time. They think they're like a 10, and meanwhile, they're like a half-decent four, and they're just posting shit online. It's like, do you not look in the fucking mirror? Yes, the 
guys, we're, we're lucky or we're that. You know, yeah. they'll they'll give us a shot unless they're shallow, fucking horrible people. You know, but they don't usually want to marry a fat guy. But they'll go on a couple of dates with him. Well, as long as your penis is touched, that's all that matters, right? That's really all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so your pasta. Yeah. Well, mine is, it has to be a bag, because I'm Canadian, a bag of salt and vinegar chips. Those are great. Now, salt and vinegar, you got to have a lot of liquid on hand. And I get uh, Miss, I get Miss Vicky's uh, jalapeno chips. Oh, that's dangerous. That yeah, that you need you extra like, fluids. Now, do you like puffy cheese doodles or crunchy cheese doodles? I'm a crunchy type of guy. Interesting. I go puffy. Oh, I, I like how they dissolve in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've always been a crunchy person, even when it comes to like regular food. I always like I always tell my wife when she makes dinner for us and everything, I have to have the main, the two sides, and something crunchy. I don't you know, know like why. A really old fashioned life. You got a woman who cooks and won't let you smoke in the house. You're like an old okay. American eighties sitcom house. Okay, first off, you don't know this, but let me premise back. I'm a, I'm a Portuguese male man as well. So I kind of have the same tendencies as an Italian man. So again, we could relate to some stuff. But it's not by choice. She chooses to do the cooking. I do all the cleaning. So it's half and half. That's wonderful. So, I mean, imagine you weren't telling her to cook. <laughs> no, of course not. I love when people cook. I love it. But that's also how you can get poisoned. So be careful. <laughs> no, I try. Well, we've been together 17 years. If she hasn't poisoned me yet, I think I'm good. I, and, I know. That'll happen later. It never happens early. It happens later on when they realize what a mistake they but she's not a marathon type of person. She's more of the 100 dash. So if she would have killed me, it would have been within a week or so. That's a baby. Oh, wow. You all right over there? I'm flying it right out of cigarettes. This is a... I have to keep smoking in order to breathe. Oh, my God. I'm like Scott Glenn in backdraft. Oh, no, we're good. We're good. I need a glass of water. Come on. Oh, my right, goodness. So, uh, what else is going on? Oh, um, I, I, I want to touch... No, no, you'll be fine. Don't worry. I, I, I make fun of Torontonians all the time when I live here. But I guess I get a pass because I live here. So maybe that's why. But anyways. No, Toronto's the best. There you go. See, exactly. Now, I want to touch on one of your bits. Because this bit, I couldn't stop fucking laughing my ass off. The bit of you smoking weed and then going to church. I fucking love it. Oh, I would assume. The more conservative areas, I would assume. Yeah, just growing up watching Carlin, that, that's a very Carlin bit, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I fucking, I love that bit. What about, what about it? Well, I was just wondering, uh, because I noticed you say most of your bits are from life experiences, but how many is it actually life experience, or half of it is just you just thinking of it on the go? I think there was one time when I first started smoking weed, I stepped outside, took a hit, and came back in. Okay. And that's where the bit idea comes from. But ah, all the other things right. came from not smoking weed, just like being bored in church. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like I, went, I went to a Lutheran grammar school, and I went to oh, wow. a Catholic high school. So I, and I, my mother had to go to church every Sunday. So it yeah. was uh, sitting there, bored, mm-hmm. thinking of things that could happen. Like, I grew up watching <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Me too, and so yeah. I love I love silly, so weed, yeah. or, weed or no weed, I'm so bugs money. So if I'm watching something serious, I yeah. can't help but think of something 
happening during it. Of course. So that's that's all that bit is. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, yeah, because that was right. just hilarious. I'm like, was he really at home one day, smoked a joint, and then his mom was like, oh, I don't know where, let's go to church. And I'm like, you know what, I could so see that happening to me. Because again, I grew up in a Portuguese Catholic home, so we had to go to right. church every Sunday, on Christmas, on fucking, every Friday, on fucking during Lent and everything, all that shit. And I went to a Catholic high school yeah. as well. So you know what I mean? I totally, that, maybe that's why I like it so much, because I could actually relate to the point where sometimes I would actually fall asleep in church and my mom would always be elbowing me, wake up, wake up. Jesus sees yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I, I, I love, I, I can't think, whether it was a college professor or a high school teacher mm -hmm. or a grammar school teacher, I just don't like listening to somebody talk without making me laugh. You know, like the one, the teachers I do remember are teachers who made me laugh. Right. Of course. And so I remember getting kicked out of a lot of classes because I would constantly add in jokes. Oh. And so if they couldn't hold my attention, I would, like, I love when teachers leave pauses. <laughs> you know, yeah. in the sense, like, one thing you have to realize is that Abraham Lincoln was, and I go, a woman. <laughs> Anywhere, any place you can throw in anything. A squirrel. <laughs> I just, I love, I love pauses. You, <laughs> you see, that's why I love doing this podcast because unfortunately I'm not, I, people say I'm quick-witted, but I'm the quick-witted where I have to have something presented to me first. I, I'm not one of those people who could come up with like, not to say I'm a copycat, but to come up with an original idea, like how we're bouncing shit back and forth right here. So it's like when I'm watching TV with my wife and someone says the same thing, it's like, oh, I feel like a, big fat and i'm like dick like even before the person says yeah. something like yeah, that's where my humor comes in yeah. so i need someone now to bounce why? off so you're not you're not a comedian no you no way. well yeah of course were you, were you in radio you weren't in radio you said you're a mailman right no i'm not a mailman i'm a forklift you driver said a portuguese mailman that's what you said <laughs> i'm a portuguese male space uh. man <laughs> I thought that's how you were off during the daytime. Was that you were a mailman? You finished early. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to offend you. So no, no. Actually, I, being a mailman is probably better than being a forklift driver in all actuality. <laughs> what are you? You're a Portuguese what? I'm a forklift driver. Forklift driver? Yes. Uh, probably pays more forklift driver. Uh, no, not in Canada. Not in Canada? No. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, that's why I'm doing a podcast now, you see, because hopefully one day this will hit big with yeah, guests like yourself yeah, on, yourself, yeah. and then, you know, it's, it's off to the races. But no, I've always been an entertainer really at heart. Like, I've again, I've mentioned this to death on my previous shows where in high school I used to be always in, like, the, I, I was in band, I was in sports. I always needed to be in front of people. But again, it's right. always with an ensemble. I couldn't do it, like, by myself, so to speak, like a comic does. Like, I, I give full props to every fucking comic because the first thing I ever tell everyone is like, oh, yeah, I could do that. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. You go stand there by yourself. Exactly. Knowing that if you exactly. fucking bomb, it's all your fault. And it's like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, okay, see? Love, exactly. One, one thing that I get all the time is, like, people writing to me going, yeah, I saw you perform, and I, it really inspired me, and, and I started doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, so, basically, you watched me and thought it was easy. Great. <laughs> I got it. So I'm really responsible for a lot of people having horrible lives. Because it's, so, it's a lot of fucking work. Oh, I could only imagine. Well, like I said, the original material. Like, I can't, like, I have problems. Well, not really problems, because now I rely a lot more on my guests. But before when I started and I was all by myself, it was hard to come up with material every fucking week. And I'm going off again, just news and life experiences. Whereas you guys that actually have to write and do proper 
like skits and stuff what like that just boggles me i don't know how how creative you guys must be to do all that shit honestly uh, well now I used to, it was a special thing, and now it seems like there's a million guys doing it. It's a lot less special than it was. And that's going back to the YouTube. Like, it's great to get out there, but now everyone gets out there, good or bad. Uh, right? Yeah, exactly. It really sucks, I too. To have a dream since first grade, mm. and then you get the dream, and after about five years of having the dream, the dream was handed to everybody in your neighborhood for free. Oh, fuck. Like, literally, you know what I mean? Like, now everyone can record everyone's got a camera when i was a kid all i wanted was a video camera so i could shoot movies and skits it's all i fucking wanted and right. i didn't get one mm. for years and years and years and i had to work my ass off my father had to work his ass off we got a video camera i was able to shoot skits with my friends right we didn't have youtube mm. so we put on little deep we put on little vhs tapes handing them out throughout the neighborhood right worked my ass off that way that's crazy i was stand up i started, started shooting things for free on nbc and cbs Right. Working. And then all of a sudden, everybody was given a camera in mm. the country, and everyone was given a fucking YouTube channel. To, and I, I'm like, are you, like, I always felt I was born either 10 years too early or 10 years too late. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I totally yeah. understand. That's what I tell my wife all the time, because she's going to be listening. Yeah. She's going to be like, oh my God, yeah, he sounds exactly like you, and it's so true. Mm. It's like I'm not... I always tell her I'm not supposed to be here during this time period. Something got fucked into fucking stars or something, and I came down yeah. either too late or too early. I don't know for whatever reason. You have to, to be time. You have to get a good time. You're born during World War Two. It was it was good to be born during World War Two, right? But not 20 years beforehand. Oh, of course. Because I know for sure I would have died on the beaches of the Liberty coming out. Oh shit. <laughs> Well, you never know. Back then, they didn't have all the fast food and all the munchy stuff that we have today. So who knows? You could have been in shape back then. That's true. Right? But so. we didn't have depression. Oh, damn, yeah. That's it, too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you like to bring everything to a halt, don't you? You're a fucking no, Debbie Downer. That's not my thing. <laughs> I kind of, no, listen, stand-up is a great... I don't mean the shit on stand-up. Stand-up is wonderful. And yeah, of course. I don't know what I would do without it. And uh, so it's it's a very special thing to me, and so it's uh, you know it's just kind of frustrating when you get older how uh, how everyone gravitates towards the youthful comics. I know, uh, but they don't. Uh, I, you know Dana Gould. You know Dana Gould is. Yes. Dana Gould. You know what Comedy Central is, right? Of course, yeah. Dana Gould said it great on his podcast. He goes, "I'm 55 years old," mm -hmm. or as Comedy Central calls it. Deceased. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Which, like, why do we shut the door on people who actually have more experience or are, are better and are who are better now because they've been doing it a long time and have more things to say and more knowledge and better experience at the job? Yep. But we don't want, the world doesn't want to listen to them. Well, here's the. Who the... wants to hear the, the 18 year old kid who has no fucking knowledge or anything? And I think it's because we all want to fuck 18-year-old kids. That's what oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, if you want to end on that. <laughs> I was going to carry it into some, no, something else, like, but that's perfect. I'm wondering why she's got Oh, fuck. <laughs> ba <-doom -boom. laughs> Okay. You know, yeah, no, of course, of course. Now, what do you enjoy more? Doing stand-up or doing acting? Acting. Much more. Really? Because there's no bachelorette party in the crowd interrupting me. When I shot... Um, <laughs> like, when I, when I was on Texas, there was no bachelorette party crowd. They're interrupting my lines. Right. You know? And gotcha. so I fucking love, like, I'm a performance guy. 
Oh, so okay. I also, I like acting because acting is very zen. Mm. If uh, and I didn't know why I loved acting so much my whole life, and I think this is why I realized lately. Okay. If you're really acting, you're in the moment. Right. And if you're in the moment, then no other moments exist, and that's zen. Yeah. So your mother could be sick. You could just have your heart broken. Right. Your dog could have just died. But at the moment, you're not thinking of that because you're acting. See, that's smart. And that's, because and that's very, very enjoyable. And it's a prolonged act, too, because it's not, like, for me, I get that zen when I come, but that lasts a few seconds, and it's right back to normal again. So you're able to right. sustain it further, and that's, I guess, that's uh, that's props on you, man. Fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, well, stand-up is great, but you get interrupted a lot these days, and I still, I blame social media for it. Everybody thinks their opinions matters. And they also want to get like, that no, hit on social media yeah. of the comic burying the guy in the audience. Yeah, no, half of those are fake. Oh, what, they're all plants? Uh, what's that? They're all planted by the comedian? Not all planted. Some, half of those are fake. There's really? one out there. Uh, there was a comic owns Heckler. Really, he owns them. Right. Well, he's in his house, vacuuming his house. Well, how's he own <laughs> And, uh, but that, there's some of them that the, the Heckler's a plant. Oh, wow, you learn something new every day. See that? Yeah, because some guys figured out, some guys aren't that funny, but they figured out the business really well. Oh. Like, he can call up a club and yeah. say... Uh, you should see my. Uh, I haven't been on TV, but look at my YouTube video. There's two million views. Of course, yeah. And so they'll look at it and they go, "Wow!" And they book the guy, and nobody will show up. But <laughs> well, it's because the guy rigged the business. He put a friend in the audience, had the friend heckle him, and, and that's it. He had prepared words for him. Oh my so goodness! You get the understand that crowd work. We call that crowd work. Crowd work. Yeah. Gets more of a response than a written joke. For example, like there's a guy in New York mm-hmm. who's uh, who MC shows. And he, and he says to the crowd, he says, uh, what do you do? What, what nationality are you? And the guy goes, oh, from, I'm from Pakistan. He goes, okay. oh, great. He's going to blow the place up. Oh, my God. And the place laughs. But if he, had, if he hadn't put a question in that joke, right. his joke would have been, this guy's from, uh, 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 there's, there's a Pakistani here. I'm sure they're going to blow the place up. Nobody would have laughed. True. But because he asked the guy a question, he made funny. it seem conversational and the audience laughs. But it's all a line. Yeah. So wow. that so for some reason talking to an audience member mm-hmm. gets more of a reaction because people think it's not scripted. It's true, you and then I mean? they're also part of the show. And again, goes back to the egotistical side. Everyone wants to be in on, I guess, the joke, so to speak. No yeah. pun intended, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I fucked. Agree. That's it, fucked. Uh, so that nobody goes to see. Uh, nobody goes to see a band and starts playing a trombone in the crowd. <laughs> but everyone, but everyone thinks they can do stand up. You know. And you know the other thing I don't understand too about uh, audiences and stand-up? When you go watch a band, like you just mentioned, great, great example, you, you don't hear someone in the crowd if it's a small venue. If it's a fucking arena, then who knows what's going on. But in a small venue, someone's not going to stand up and say, you suck, like how some people do at a comedian. It's like, you saw who's on the venue. If you know you don't like them, don't fucking go. What's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. I, that's, yeah, I, don't, no, uh, I don't know. Charlie's a fucking mess. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, God bless you. Oh, fuck. I'm smoking cigarette butts, dude. <laughs> Are you like the bums collecting all your cigarette butts together and rolling them? Well, I have, I'm not, that's why I'm like, wow. But that's because I thought the interview was a half hour. I should have went shopping beforehand. Oh, I apologize. And I I that's why. Everything's fine. No, I know, like, most people nowadays like to do, like, the quick interview for 10, 15 minutes. Again, to get those so-called hits. Uh, but I'm fine. 
I like to have, have a conversation. Uh, you know what I mean? I have a wardrobe fitting at three o'clock for Shameless. You like Shameless, huh? I love it. That's one of my favorite shows right now, and I'm totally up to speed with it. I'm taping it on Monday. So I, we, did, we, did, are, we did the table read already. I met everybody. They were very nice. Is is it? So are you new, a new character? Spoiler alert: If no one's caught up, it's, it's too bad. Just a one Oh, I can't. And it's going to be the upcoming season, obviously. Yeah. Okay, I can't wait to yeah, see they, it then. They, they were all very, very nice. I'm, and so I go there to get fitted today. Right. And so in other words, I'm going to go, I'm going to drive, I'm going to go to Warner Brothers, I'm going to walk in the studio, and they're going to put clothes on me that are way too small. <laughs> and then they're going to go, okay, we'll see you Monday and we'll get better stuff. Oh, wow. That's what's going to happen. Because nobody, because <laughs> I don't know my sizes, I keep getting fatter. You know what? But I think it's a guy thing in general. I'm the same way. I always ask my wife what my size is. I always forget. Yeah, but my job is to know my sizes. <laughs> but I keep getting fatter. So each year, the sizes go up. Oh, shit. See, I'm lucky. I, it, I wasn't... I'm not a, a big person per se. Like, I'm tall, right? I'm tall and lean. So... But I, I was into, like, the whole 90s era of wearing baggy clothes. So I still have some of those clothes. And I turned to my wife. I'm like, you know, if I was ever to gain weight in my 50s or so... You know this style is going to come back. I could just bust this and I won't have to buy any new clothes. <laughs> how, how tall are you? I'm about 6'2", give or take. All right, you're an ectomorph. What the fuck? Tall and skinny. Well, tall and skinny. well, I'm about a buck 90, so you could do the math there. I'm not really that that skinny, but I guess I'm right in, be- in between. Uh, maybe not an ectomorph. Okay. I used to be very what? skinny. I used to be 6'2", and about 150 pounds at one point in my life. That's what everybody oh. said. I thought I had a fast metabolism, but I guess nah, I don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, everything changes. It's, it's really bad. Whatever you it's are, really bad. <laughs> when you're 25, you're just going to be a much worse version of it than 45. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah, one. I got one last question about your career, and then we're going to get into some topics here and, and get off, uh, as, I guess, so to speak, sucking your cock and uh, uh, lubing well, it up a bit. Even, I had not felt that way. That's what, I had not felt that's what's happening. Okay, good, good, good. Because I, I don't want to be like I'm pandering to you as well. You know what I mean? I, I don't think so. I okay, just perfect. want you to be happy with the interview. That's all. And you know what? It's, uh, if, if the rest of the show goes fucking downhill, it's still a lot better than other shows I've had by myself. So don't worry about it. Okay, but keep in mind, I did run out of cigarettes. So let's not make it, let's not make it a half hour longer. No, no, no. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up soon. I got one more question. So what's your favorite venue ever to perform at? Oh, I've actually been there. Yes, I've been there when I went to Manhattan. Like I said, yeah, I was there. Yeah, that that was my home club in New York. Oh, Uh, nice. That was my. That is still my favorite place to play. Okay. Um, It's just exciting. Everyone on the show is usually a killer, Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, maybe less so now since the owner died. Oh shit! But uh, when the owner Manny was alive, it was incredible. Like, um, you have to, this, it was like at the time, in 95 to 2001, Okay. you would go there and nobody was famous yet. There oh. was no, the internet wasn't known. Right. So nobody was famous. So it was, you would go and it would be um, Greg Giraldo, Louis C.K., David Tell, mm. Ray Romano. Shit. Um, the who's who. Uh, fucking uh, Ted Alexander, you know, um, myself, uh, Godfrey, Tony Rock, uh, wow. um, Pete, Pete Corielli, DC Benny, Ben Bailey, and, and Russell, there was all these killer comics, right. uh, Patrice O'Neill, 
Chappelle, Chappelle would come by, Dave Chappelle. Um, they were all these heavy hitters. Jim Norton. Holy shit. And, and Colin Quinn and everybody was a killer. Right. Um, and uh, it was, the whole show was like, everyone was uh, A plus and there was no PC. No Thank political God. correctness. Yeah. And everyone was just at the point of their ages and careers where they were at the top of their game with no fear. Beautiful. And, no, and there was no damage to anybody. Yeah. And there was no way to damage ourselves. Of course. And there were no rules. Mm-hmm. And so it was amazing. And there's this great line in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. You ever see it? I had when I was younger. I don't remember it at all. Well, there's this great line. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and even sometimes with the right pair of eyes, you can look out the window and look west, oh. and you can still see that high water mark where the wave finally ro- broke and rolled back. Right. And he's talking about how you can see how the height hmm. of the, what their movement and yeah. where it stopped. Of course, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's how I feel about the cellar in '95 to 2001. Wow. It was like this place of perfection that was. So when I go back, it's not that anymore, but it's still fucking great. Right. And I also like, uh, I like the Laugh Factory in Las Vegas. Oh, That's Vegas. That's a lot of fun. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because it feels like it feels like New York. Everybody's there. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You know, all the different. I, I love when the crowd's mixed. Mm. I don't like a crowd of all white people. I don't like a crowd of all black people. I don't mm. like a crowd of all kids. Right, right. I don't like a crowd of all old people, but I like it when it's mixed. Of course, you, you get the best reactions, yeah. right? Exactly. You know, people feed, people's energy feeds off, feed off each other. And if the person next to you thinks that that's not funny, that somehow affects you. you know? Yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. When the place is mixed, everyone's feeding off each other's laughs and laughing at things that might normally laugh, might not normally laugh at. And that's exciting. And it's true. And then you also get the energy that everybody else has and stuff that you wouldn't find funny one day, all of a sudden you're finding it funny just because of the atmosphere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. I think that's enough questions yeah. about yourself. Uh, I was going to oh, bring up... The comedy store. Oh. The comedy go, store go in Hollywood. That's my favorite place to perform right now. Oh. If you ever come to Los Angeles, you have to go to the comedy store. Soon. I plan Incredible. on it. Comedy store is almost like that high watermark thing I was talking about. But well, now, it's, it's Killer's it, Row. It's like really I, awesome. Like, I, follow, I, don't, I don't follow them per se, but I follow a lot of uh, comics on Twitter. And when they always tweet when they're going to be on, they, they screenshot the lineup and it's literally Murder's Row of Who's Who doing 10-minute yeah, sets each. It's like, what the fuck? Yep. No, that's the place. That's the place to be right now. That's that's the place to be right now. It's fucking amazing there. I'm there on Saturday. I'm always looking forward to it. You know, uh, it's, I, I, I get there, and it's Tom Rose and Mark Maron and myself, and then there's all these all people who are famous now. Well, speaking of I Mark Maron, you were on WTF, weren't you, as well? Yeah, he's a, he's a friend of mine. He's a very good guy. Oh, he is. And I, you know what? Uh, speaking of Mark Marion acting, too, he's also a, sort of an actor on the side. I love his role yeah. in Glow. He plays it to perfection. Yeah, he's love he's it. Terrific. Uh, I love Marion's acting. You know, I remember one of his first acting roles ever was in the movie Almost Famous. Ever Almost Famous? No, never watched it. Well, it's the one where Goldie Horn's daughter became famous. No, oh, I know which one you're talking about, but no, I never watched it. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's in that. And he's very really? good in that. He's a, he's a really good actor. No, he is. You could, you could so tell. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Thanks for sharing all, right. all that stuff. I got 
A segment I usually end off the show with. We'll do this. We'll wrap this up quickly so you don't uh, start getting fucking what's it called withdrawals from I, from I, I tobacco. I'm really like a fat homeless guy. <laughs> well, do you have any stains on your shirt? Because that would be worse too. Mm, no, luckily this time no. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I do sometimes. What, what I like to usually do is bring up dumb laws from around the world, and I. I usually do it from where my guests are from, but I've already had people from California and the States. So I put out, a, well, not me, my producer, Master P, put out a Twitter question. And the city I got back, the most that people want to hear dumb laws from is from Washington, D.C. They want to hear what about Washington, D.C.? Dumb fucking laws. Dumb laws? Dumb. D-U-M-B. Dumb laws. Laws. Yeah. yeah. So there's dumb laws in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So here you go. Women cannot be employed to dance with men. That's one law. Women cannot be what? Employed to dance with men. Interesting. So there, there must be a reason. Everything, every law starts with a reason. Well, so ex- maybe in the 1800s, some woman was charging people to dance, and some guy had a lot of political power, and he was like, "Fuck that." Well, it's true. That's what we're, we always come to the assumption on every time I read these off every week. Then this one just proves it right here. It's against the law to post a public notice calling someone a coward for refusing to accept a challenge to a duel. Well, so in other words, it's against the law. Like if, if you challenge me to a duel right, and I don't answer, it's against the law for you to call me a coward. Yeah. I really want to see your take on this one because this one makes no absolute sense. Right. One may not operate a surfboard while on hallucinogen drugs. Wait a second. This is in D.C.? Yep, they have no water. Well, they're close to Maryland. <laughs> there must be a law from uh, Virginia. I, I don't, maybe it leaked into their laws. I don't know. <laughs> well, this one, I think, I have an answer for Oh, I think, let me hear. Uh, I think it's sad. Oh, oh, what is it? Uh, a kid was loose, was surfing on mushrooms, yeah. died, and then they were like, "All right." Then the mother fought for it to be illegal because she thought it would somehow ease the pain of her son dying. Oh, wow! You got an answer for everything. Right. You might be right on that. Wow. Yeah, these are all under with this last one. This one's pretty dumb too. Uh, I don't. Maybe because someone's ears popped is my assumption on this one. One may not whistle in the bathroom. That's funny. That one sounds to me like a senator who couldn't who couldn't uh, pee because the whistling of a guy shitting behind him made him feel self conscious. So he passed the law. That one's funny because that's like the guy had pee fright, you know. Oh my god. So a guy whistling <laughs> the guy whistling made him nervous. So he couldn't pee, so he just he just passed along. That's funny. Oh and it's true, like these people who come up with and how do you present these laws? Like fuck. I think that sometimes they just slip that shit in oh. with laws that people vote for. Gotcha. Know? Yeah, because they're very or they have to make a speech on it and be 
of people not being allowed to pee <laughs> when there's other people making noises. You know, my son, my son was on mushrooms and he drowned. How is it our fault that your son did that? Because you Thank should you. make it illegal to to be on mushrooms. Well, mushrooms are illegal. Yeah, but we should make it illegal to do mushrooms and surf. <laughs> Fine. Whatever you want. Her kid just died. Fucking vote for it. That's it. You know, get her out of here. Stamp signed and approved. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think that happens. Yeah, I should call. I should start calling these instead of dumb laws, weird laws, because that's what these all seem like. They're pretty weird laws. Well, I like figuring out how things started so much, you know. Oh, there you that's go. My, that's my job. Go back. Well, actually, speaking of weird, one last question, and then you could plug your show one more time, and then you could go on your cigarette run. What is the weirdest, most fucked up thing to ever happen to you on stage? Oh, Jesus, that's, that's never ended. <laughs> it continues to happen. Um, wow. I've, had a guy throw a, I've had a guy throw a chair at me. Shut up. April, I had a woman come on stage out of the blue last year in, in Arizona with a birthday cake. Oh, my God. And start singing happy birthday to an audience member while I was in the middle of my act. Oh, my God. And then they, the, and then when I made fun of her, the club yelled at me. The club yelled at me, <laughs> and I'm not welcome back because the club yelled at me. Oh my! It's God. amazing to me. Yeah, that's that's why acting's better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because oh, these guys are selling their fucking potato, these potato chips and sandwiches and fries, and oh. they're worried they're not going to sell enough fries next time. Well, those people are not going to come back and buy fries in two months because of that. Well, True. how about having a fucking bouncer in the room? So I'm going to fucking deal with a woman. One time I was performing at a college and there was a door next to me. Okay. And I was on stage performing in a cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And literally, while I'm performing, they're yelling out, meatball sub. And people would go up and get their meatball sub. Fuck while off. I'm Oh my God. And anyway, it was impossible. And nobody expected a show. They were all there just eating lunch, doing homework. Right. And now suddenly they got to listen to a guy. You know, wow. and they didn't want to. And there's a door next to me. So at one point, a guy walked in. Was and he's standing next to me on right. stage? Yeah. And he looks. He looks at me, and I look at him, and I go, "How you doing, man?" Yeah. And he just walk, and he walks out. Oh my it was God. like the, the worst. It was the worst place for a show ever. Oh my god! Yeah, that's what happened. I also Jesus. had I was hired to do a college in uh, Nevada. And while I'm on, I did a lip show, and they said, you can curse, you can do whatever you want. I okay. said, okay. So then I get a phone call in between the shows telling me, hey, uh, we uh, we were told you were drunk. Oh, shit. And I said, the, fir- the first show was 10 a.m. Okay. And I just drove four hours. How could I have been drunk? Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay. And I was like, what am I being blamed for? Because you know that the grabs me at straws. Somebody complained about the cursing. That's the first thing it always is. Right, okay. And and so now what happens is they go, well, we don't want him back because he he cursed. Mm. Well, I told him he could curse. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then he was drunk. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? They have to make it your fault. Yeah, of course. You know? So I said, am I still doing the second show? And they said, yes. Okay. So I come back, and I'm doing my bit. And it's an act out, so I'm doing all these curses and screaming in characters. And this gentleman walks in. He's a teacher. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that complained. You go to Mackley's okay. And he walks in, and he unplugs my microphone <laughs> and takes the speaker out. Bomb, bomb. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, I had, and I was like, you know, if I get off stage now, I'm in breach of contract. Oh, yeah. 
So I had to continue doing my set to complete silence for another half hour. Wow. Yep. Yeah. There's this job, because he didn't like the cursing. He said he, he, he could hear the cursing. Well, it turned out he could hear the cursing from two classrooms down. Who oh. gives a shit? Not my fault. We all fucking curse. Like, you know, who doesn't curse? Yeah, but you hired, you hired me. You saw what my act was. Thank so you. That's the fault of the girl who hired me, not and me. That's the other thing. Exactly. You're just doing what you do everywhere else. It's not like all of a sudden you just started to drop F-bombs because you're in that school or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's, that's ridiculous. That's why I don't play colleges anymore. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing from every comic on these podcasts as well. They all hate to do these colleges. Well, they, they um, uh, and I understand the point of the people who hire the comics. They, they We hire you their, their, their view hmm. we're hiring you to do a PC set right because we have we have all these different nationalities here and transgenders and we want nothing to offend them oh okay yeah. but you gotta yeah. you gotta but I understand that point hmm. you're hiring me and you, if you put it in the contract that's fine right so if I can't de- deliver on that I won't do it but hmm. if I can deliver I will do it but the problem is that when it comes to comedy you can complain about anything you can make it seem like the comic, what the comic did was horrible, no matter what the comic said. Right. Like if, if, you, if you look up on a, as a cruise website about how to get things for free on a cruise. Are you serious? And the number one way to get things for free on the cruise yeah. is to complain about the comedian. Fuck. Because it's impossible to prove. Oh, my God. All you got to say is, he offended me. Oh, my God. Okay. Have a free dinner. We'll never, we'll never have him back. That's all you got to say. Because it's subjective. Ooh, it is. Thank you. Yeah. That's the key he offended word. me with that joke about cats. Why well, my grandfather was killed by a cat. Oh my god. We're very sorry. Please have a cupcake. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh wow. Like again, that's where I, I come to saying that nothing is personal. This is just you what you think is funny and telling an audience about it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, but that's the way to get revenge on a comic. Let's say oh, you are okay, an audience member and you uh, you're in a college and I get hired to perform at the college. Yeah. And you interrupt me hmm. and I make fun of you. And the crowd laughs. All yeah. you gotta do is go to the dean's office and mm. say, "I I just attacked you out of the blue." Yeah. Again, either. and I don't and I don't get welcome back. Yep, that sucks. So that's why nobody wants to play colleges because uh. because uh, it's not about the PC thing. It's because that they're taking it too far. My goodness. Well, Which college sucks. is college takes everything too far, whether it's sex or drugs or. And what the fuck happened? College used to be such a fun place to go to. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, what can you do? All right, well, I'll let you uh, go. But before, do you want to plug anything? Do you have any upcoming projects where people can uh, see well, you? I, got, um, I have an ep- I'm going to be on TV show Alone Together and on Shameless coming up soon. There you go. Um, and I have a... I could really use some people to buy some albums. Nice. I have a... So, Stupid Time... Or sneezes, farts, and orgasms, or um, Bryce Carl live at the Comedy Castle on iTunes. I could, if you feel like purchasing those, I know everybody can get things for free nowadays. But if you spend ten dollars, you can help me out. I got a huge uh, cocaine debt to pay off. Oh my god! That's a joke. Hey, I don't care, man. Hey, to each his own, man. Oh, likewise. And again, if you're ever in the mood, because, okay, before we go, I like to keep it raw. And if you, if, if you don't want to give your reasons, that's fine as well. But I just, just to open, I guess, the 
the curtain at Oz. You at uh, first when I contacted you, you you passed on coming on the show. What changed your mind? Uh, somebody uh, somebody else asked me, and I wanted to do their show, and I thought it would be rude uh, oh. to to uh, to I passed on a bunch of people, right? Only because I was fucked over on a, a podcast interview once. Okay. And um, like these guys interviewed me, right? And they videotaped it. First of all, they didn't even tell me to videotape it. I'm on the phone. Oh wow. Okay. And then I and then I see the clip on YouTube, and they're all eating McDonald's while they're while I'm while I'm being interviewed. Jesus. And and they're not even listening. And it looks like it made me look stupid. Of course. And so I I stopped doing it. Oh uh, yeah. I, I only do it with my friends now. Yeah, of and course. So this so this one friend of mine asked me if I would do it, and I said, you know, I just turned down three guys. That'd be rude of me. Right. And so I, that's why I reached out. I was like, hey, if you want to do it, let's do it. Perfect. And it so happened that my guest for this week had an emergency and had uh, couldn't do it. So you stepped in to fill the role. So I appreciate it. So it worked I, out great. It did. It did. The, the stars aligned actually for once. So that's cool. Thank yeah. you, sir. I won't hold you on any longer. I'll, I'll... No, it was a real pleasure to meet you. And I love Toronto. Don't worry. I'm sure Toronto will love you after this as well. So people go buy his stuff, check him out wherever you see him and support him. Don't fucking get it off the free web. Cool. All right, Brian. We'll catch you another Good time. Hopefully, really we'll talk to you in the future. Likewise. Take care, buddy. Thanks. Bye. So, that was Brian Scalaro. Go check him out. Like I said, everywhere. Support the guy. Obviously, you can see he's funny. Anything goes. Perfect fit on the podcast. And I'm glad that uh, he's a man of his word. And Because um, when he did pass, actually, I forgot to mention this to him. And if he's listening now, uh, thank you for that. But <clears throat> when he passed, he actually responded back and said, why? And that was totally professional. You didn't have to, again, I'm a nobody, he's a somebody. And he treated me as if I knew what I was doing. You know what I mean? So appreciate it. And anytime you want to come on again, Brian, you're always welcome. But one thing he forgot to plug was his Twitter. I don't know if he wants it plugged or not, but I will plug it for him. It is Brian underscore Scalaro. So B-R-I-A-N underscore S-C-O-L-A-R-O. And you could also find me on Instagram and Twitter, Finga Styles. You could find Master P at Twitter. I was going to say Twister. Holy shit. Why is it that I don't stumble over my words when I'm with a guest, but when I'm here with Master P, I'm always stumbling my words? You must be one ugly motherfucker. I can't wait to reveal you to the world. So, on Twitter, you can find Master P, the podcast app. You could contact us via email, thepodcastdap at gmail.com. You can listen to the show, obviously, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. EMZT Radio, every Sunday afternoon, they have a podcast block between 1 and about 5. I'm usually around 3 or 4. Go to the Pod Bros Network, check out the other podcasts there. And, like you heard the promo at the top of the show, go check out the Gato 5 podcast. Love Max and Jess, so I should have them on very shortly, hopefully. We'll talk about some wrestling again. And I guess that's it for this week, folks. Hope you enjoyed another interview. Uh, well, I don't want to say interview. I just like to say guest because, yeah, I ask him questions, but it's more, I like to have a conversation, a conversation, and to, I guess, pull back, again, the curtain of Oz, you know what I mean, and reveal a nasty old man, I guess. Anyways, whatever. But um, I'm going to have, I hate doing this because, you see, this is why I don't tout who's going to be on my shows because... There was an emergency where someone was supposed to actually be booked. And then, like I said, it all worked out. Like, literally, as the other person 
uh, said he couldn't do it. Brian so graciously contacted me and said he could do it. So I was like, whatever. It worked out so perfectly. But hopefully I'll have that person in the future back on. We just have to make sure our um, schedules align. But because it is just for laughs month, I guess, in Montreal, and July is usually known for comedy month, I'm going to have, I hate doing this, but you know what? I got to do it. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's not my fault. Because as of right now, pen to paper, all these people are booked. I'm not going to name who's going to be on. But I have a good four weeks straight of comedians on. So that'll be something cool. Some in studio, some over the phone. We'll see what happens. And on that note, he's Brian. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Support stand-up comedy. Peace.